Hey, Cornerstone family, it's February the 26th. It's Friday, so you have the weekend to look forward to. And thanks for joining me on this podcast each weekday. And uh, I just want to encourage you to be here this Sunday, 9 and 11 o'clock. We're finishing up our worship series. We've got a powerful, powerful worship set message prepared for you that I just want to challenge and encourage you to be there and be a part of. And I want to just grab a real quick devotional thought today from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, from the New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and read verses 10 through Oh, about 19. And uh, it says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels. My dear brothers and sisters, some of you are saying I'm a follower of Paul. Others are saying I'm a follower of Apollos or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, for now no one can say they were baptized in my name. Oh yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus, but I don't remember baptizing anyone else. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. Shauna and I have been to Africa a number of times, and one of her favorite things in Africa are the birds. And I'll never forget, at one point, we were out on safari, and we drove into this area where there were a bunch of birds, and they all have these unique calls, and our friend Karen can identify the birds just by their sound. And she would say, this is a bird over here, this is that kind of bird over here, and this is a hornbill over here, and that's a kingfisher over there. And We were just sort of enjoying, and you could sit there, and you could just hear the chorus of the birds. And, you know, it dawned on me that even something that we think is so beautiful— is really each of those birds saying to the other birds, hey, this is my territory. This is my tree. This is my branch. Don't you come over here because this is my branch and this is my area and that, those are my bugs and this is, this is my sunshine. And so really something that even we think is beautiful is the birds often arguing with one another about territory. So the good news is we're not the only beings on earth that are territorial. As a matter of fact, as you go on safari in Africa, almost all of the animals in, in Africa are territorial. The leopards have their area, and only that leopard family is allowed in that area. And the lions have an area for their pride, and only that pride is allowed in that area. If other, if, if other lions from other prides try to come in, then there's a battle. And so they're territorial. And Paul is encountering something in the early church, in the Corinthian church, where the Christians are being territorial. And they're taking sides based on who they learned from or who led them to the Lord. And some are saying, I'm a follower of Paul, and others I follow Apollos, and some I follow Peter. And then in the what is the first recorded Jesus juke in history, there are some of the church that say, well, I only follow Jesus. And so Paul says, 
says, wait a minute, is the church now divided into factions? Is, is, is Jesus divided into factions? You weren't baptized in any of our names. You were all baptized in the name of Jesus. And, and so it is this really fascinating challenge that Paul gives to the early church. And, and, and we don't, we can read this and it's easy to sort of dismiss it and say, well, you know, we don't have that problem because we don't follow Apollos or Peter. You know, we're all Christ followers. But the reality is we're still trying to divide his church into factions. We've got maskers and non-maskers, and we've got Democrats and Republicans, and we've got IU fans and even a few Purdue fans out there. And so here we are still trying to divide the church into factions. we got people that like modern music and people that like hymns. And, and, and so we divide, we divide, we divide. And Paul says, Jesus didn't come for us to be divided. He didn't come for us to be baptized in separate names or have separate affiliations, but he came so that we could preach the good news so that we could all be members of one body. The world causes division. Even science causes division. I hear over and over again, people say, trust science, trust science. And then all the scientists disagree. And I think that's why Paul says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it's the power of God. He says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will discard the intelligence of the intelligent. Am I saying we should discard science? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we should understand science for what it is. And science and scientific method are methods by created by men and women to understand things, to understand God's creation, and that the understanding of science has changed in 2021 from what it was in the year 2000. The understanding of science has changed in the last 100 years. It's changed in the last 200 years. And I promise you that if we live long enough to see 2050 or 2100, that science will change. And so science changes all the time. The wisdom of this world changes all the time. What Paul is saying is the group that you're a part of is going to keep changing. It's going to keep evolving. And the only thing that doesn't change is Jesus. The only thing that doesn't change is the good news. So if you're going to attach yourself to a group, if you're going to make your identity out of a group, you're going to say, this is the group that I belong to, then you had better make sure that your identity is in Jesus. I'll give you one other illustration. I've been a Colts fan most of my life. I remember when they packed up the Mayflower trucks and moved to Indianapolis. And from that moment on, I was a Colts fan. I was a Colts fan in the years that they were three and 13. I was a Colts fan in the years that they were terrible, in years when when you went to the game, people wore paper bags over their heads because they were embarrassed to be known as Colts fans. And then I was a Colts fan the year they won the Super Bowl, and another year they went to the Super Bowl, and during the Peyton Manning years. I'll be a Colts fan this coming year. I'm pretty excited about Carson Wentz. For those of you that don't know, Carson Wentz was actually saved at North Dakota State in the Chi Alpha ministry there. So we have some spiritual ties to Carson Wentz. I'm kind of excited to cheer for a guy that I think to be a pretty good human being and to see if maybe he can do us some good on the football field. But here's my thing. I'm a Colts fan, whether it's good or whether it's bad, but my identity is not a Colts fan. If it were, 
then it would be depressing years when they were three and 13. It would be depressing to have that be your identity that who are you? Well, I'm only a Colts fan. Well, you know, I enjoy Colts football. I enjoy IU basketball. I enjoy watching a lot of different sports, but my identity is not that I'm a fan of any of those things. My identity is that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And so I want to challenge you. I want to push back on you because I've heard some of you, I've heard some of you paint pretty strong allegiance to political parties, to 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 ways of life, to things that you are to to things that you are are faithful to. And I want to encourage you and challenge you that your primary allegiance needs to be to Jesus. And that we need to stop singing a song that sounds beautiful, but really is a song that says, this is my territory. You need to stay out of it because we are all on the kingdom's turf. And on the kingdom's turf, we all stand on equal ground following Jesus. Does that make sense? I want to challenge you and encourage you to walk away from the allegiances that you have ranked ahead of your allegiance to Christ. I want to challenge you to really examine, are there allegiances in your life that are above your allegiance to Christ? And if they are, it's time to stop singing that song. It's time it's time to join the kingdom movement. It's time to put your allegiance to Christ ahead of all other allegiances. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you chose us. And so, Jesus, even though the world doesn't understand it, it's foolishness to the world, we choose the message of the kingdom. We choose unity. We choose to be Christ followers above all else. We place our allegiance to you above all other allegiances. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you, your allegiance to us was significant enough that you laid down your life for us at the cross. So I thank you for it today. I pray, God, that you would challenge our hearts, those that are listening, that have allegiances that they have put in front of you, that today they would stop singing that song and they would begin to sing the song of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday and we'll be back on this podcast channel on Monday morning. God bless you.